right, everybody. Welcome back to the Comedy Castle podcast. I am Joel Fragamenti, and I've got a fun interview with you with Johnny Beaner, our headliner this weekend coming up. We'll talk about that in one second. We'll tell you what's coming up at the Comedy Castle this week. Let's start with that. How about Tuesday, the 17th? Probably the day a lot of you are hearing this. Uh, at 7.30 p.m., the Detroit to L.A. comedy competition takes place. We're getting close to the end of the first round of the comedy uh, challenge. So uh, if you if you haven't seen one, please come out and see this one. Because we got a bunch of young folks and they're trying to, young comics, trying to win a trip to L.A., and this is uh, really close to the end of the first round. So, because uh, I believe our second round is in November. So, come out to that one. We've also got the 101 Comedy Class Showcase on uh, Wednesday, October 18th at 7.30 p.m. And that, again, uh, the students of Bill Bouchard's Comedy Class trying to make you laugh. And they usually do. Because Bill's a great teacher. He filled in for me this week. Shout out to Bill Bouchard for teaching my comedy class this weekend as I went to a wedding which uh, I enjoyed probably less than teaching comedy class. <laughs> I had a fun time at the wedding. You'll actually hear me talk about that with Johnny Beaner in a second. And then Johnny's here for five shows this weekend, starting on Thursday the 19th at 7.30 p.m. And then Friday, there's two shows at 7.15 p.m. and 9.45 Saturday night. The shows are at 7 p.m. and 9.30 Go to ComedyCastle.com and get those tickets for Johnny Beaner. And uh, I guess I should plug the comedy classes, too. We already mentioned uh, Bill's starting up new with uh, the 101 comedy class. I'm not sure uh, what week that actually starts. But you can call the club at 248-542-9900 if you want to try comedy. If you've never done it, you can try it. You can do it and have your friends come out and see you and then never do it again. That's totally cool. Or if you think you want to do comedy for a living, maybe you'll don't think you want to do it. And then you'll have such a great time in the one-on-one comedy class that you want to do comedy. And you, maybe you take the advanced class with me, Joel. That'll be starting up again on November the 4th. And you can also call that same number, 248-542-9900, to be a part of my next comedy class, which starts in a few weeks. So do that, will you? I would appreciate it. I love teaching people about comedy. I, I do a little bit of that in this show, I think. I think you'll get some inside comedy. In fact, that's what's going to happen <laughs> when you hear this interview with Johnny in a minute. We just kind of start. And I, I guess we had good chemistry, or I guess I drank a lot of coffee. I think that's true, too. And maybe because we're doing this later than I normally do. I'm sometimes doing these interviews at 9 not nine. It's, I did it tonight at 9 p.m., but sometimes I'm doing these things at noon or, or one in the afternoon, and uh, I think I'm not as on as I was tonight. But you guys let me know if I sounded like a spaz and didn't like jo let Johnny talk enough. That's always my fear when I do these <laughs> interviews. <laughs> but we had some good laughs. You'll hear Johnny. We'll talk more about him in a second. But what a big week last week at the Comedy Castle. We had uh, so many cool shows going on last week. Uh, we had the updating show, and I'm guessing that one will come back because we had a big turnout for that. So if you came to updating, this is where people were blindfolded and they met other blindfolded people and wanted to see if there was chemistry. And uh, the first gal that came out uh, and the first guy that was blindfolded, they were a pretty good match. And they went and sat in the crowd and they were having a great time. And then this, this girl, a uh, second girl that came up, 
I got to say, uh, really got a raw deal because the guy that they matched her up with, who was also blindfolded and they couldn't see each other, uh, turned her down. <laughs> and then the gimmick, I guess, of the updating show is that people can come in from out of the crowd and try to steal her for a date. So the guy that attempted that, when the guy who was blindfolded took his blindfold off and turned this gal down, and then believe me, girl was a very attractive woman, nothing wrong with her. There was no reason these guys wouldn't want to date her, in my opinion, but that's just me. And the guy from the crowd who seemed uh, like would be a good catch, handsome dude, he turned her down too. <laughs> Felt bad. Felt bad for this woman who got turned down by two dudes on stage in front of 300 people. But um, I, I saw her at the bar after the show at our bar, Comedy Castle Bar, and uh, she was talking to plenty of fellas. So I don't think she did. I think she if she wanted phone numbers. She got them that night. Let's just put it that way. Anyway, uh, that's what I think happened. And then we had a great week for Paul Mercurio. Uh, if you enjoyed my interview with Paul last week, I always love talking to him. And we did uh, one of the things that Paul does. I think I mentioned it about all the media he's doing. And I was with him for a lot of those shows. And <laughs> he just goes nuts. And everyone's right. Everyone's dying laughing. I mean, the, the, the stage hands, the directors are cracking up. And he's stealing things from the set on Channel 4. It was funny because he, he liked me in the studio. I was cool. I got to be in there. He wanted those behind the scenes pictures. And I was good at doing that. So, And thanks to... Dina Santafanti from Fox 2 for the for the uh, cannolis. You know, she saw a couple Italian guys and goes, we got cannolis for you guys. So we had the cannolis. Actually, I didn't have My girlfriend had the cannoli. She didn't like it as much as I thought she would. But <laughs> thanks for the cannolis, Dina. Thanks for everyone for coming out and seeing Paul. He had some great shows last week, and uh, he's one of the best. So, uh don't miss your chance to see Paul when he comes back. He'll be coming back. We sold a bunch of tickets for Paul. He's coming back, all right? Let's talk about Johnny Beaner. Uh, again, I, and I bring this up in the interview. I say, you know, I don't know if I've ever met you because I've been around and you've been around and we're both in the Midwest and doing their thing and, uh, you know. But Johnny's been around uh, the comedy scene for a long time. He's been on The Late Show with David Letterman. You'll hear us talk about that. Uh, he had a really good story about that one. And, and you know, a regular on the Bob and Tom show, which is a really big deal. And in Detroit, you know, we don't really get the Bob and Tom show, I don't think. But big deal, uh, a lot of places you go, the Bob and Tom show. Uh, I, I thought he would know uh, a, a basketball reference that I, because I, I found out he was in the basketball listening to his material. And uh, he did not get my reference. <laughs> but the thing about Johnny, and he bills himself as a clean comic. I think he swears once or twice in, in the stuff that I heard, but um, mostly about marriage and having children. And uh, like you'll hear me tell him, I think as good as marriage and kid stuff you're ever going to hear. I meant to compliment the joke about uh, his son. <laughs> he tells a joke on his album about uh, his... <laughs> His wife said to him, I think our son, who, you know, was an infant at the time, is going to be well hung because my I walked in on my dad and he had a big penis. <laughs> the son got his big penis from his mother, which is a complete insult to Johnny. Believe me, he does it better than I did, but uh, just now. But uh, so funny. And we had a really nice talk. I enjoyed uh, talking to him. I tell uh, 
some road stories from my career and uh you know uh johnny's doing better than i did on the road so good luck to him and uh you guys come see him i think you see he, he looked it up i think he said it was 2014 when he was last at our club so uh it's good to have him back i think we'll throw to that right now again this interview sometimes i you know i like to do the tom mccarthy thing and say hey on the other end of my line i got you but we were just talking we were having fun again i'm pretty caffeinated it's late at night we'll get right into it so we're just gonna fade in to me talking to johnny beaner and i'll have some more thoughts after the interview all right listen to this So I, I feel that way. I, you know, I do this these interviews, and I I, I feel like uh, maybe it's too inside comedy. I don't know, you know? Like, oh, I should be I, setting guys up to do, you know, like it should be like, a, you know, like a talk show where I set you up for some funny, r- ridiculous thing your kid did. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what morning radio is for. <laughs> You know, it's hard for me to get outside because, like, I, you know, doing podcasts. I mean, I have my own podcast with uh, Andrew Slater, but okay. I love, you know, I just love talking yeah. you know, inside baseball comedy. Right. So, well, that's, whatever, I guess, whatever you want to talk about. I think we're kind of doing it already, if that's okay. And, uh, sure. yeah, because here's the thing about you. And this is my, t- now, here's the thing about you. I, I've been around on the Midwest comedy scene for 25 years. And I've certainly known about you, but never seen you oh. perform comedy. And I found that strange because I was like, yeah, I don't think I've seen Johnny. And your picture hangs uh, prominently at our club. Yeah, I've been there a couple times. Yeah, so I see a picture of you uh, every day that I work and I go, oh, there's Johnny. But I don't think I was not familiar with your stuff. But uh, so funny. You're a guy that's just a killer in the club. That's the thing about you. You're one of oh, those guys. thank you. I think. That's that's the goal. That's yeah, the goal. I mean, killer in the club. Yeah, I mean, the guys that uh, you know, we had this guy Keith Alberstadt the other day. I oh, saw love him. Keith. Love Keith. Keith's the, Keith's the greatest. And I go, Keith. I go every because I teach comedy class at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle and stuff. And I go, every comic should want to be you because <laughs> yeah. there's not a joke that doesn't work. You know, it's all setups. It's all punchlines. There's no, uh, yeah. you know, it's just great. And uh, you take the audience on journey and your stuff, um, you, know. you know. what though, Keith, Keith, that's too, that's too much. Keith, that's the unattainable. Because I remember <laughs> like I was, I was, I was opening for Keith. Were you? At, uh, yeah, at uh, Dr. Grin's long time ago. Yeah. And he's just, you know, like, oh, my God, this guy's so funny. He's like, oh, hey, let's let's go out for breakfast. And he's like, well, yeah, well, I got to find a, I got to find a church around here first. And uh, oh. I'm like, like, whoa, OK, all right. So you're the you're you're the, you're the good guy. You're not the, wow. uh, the hungover party beast. <laughs> like, wow. Well, whatever he's doing, it's working for him. Whoever, if he's got the Lord on his side, you know, it's paying off. <laughs> exactly. He's not suffering. Yeah. But you aren't either, man, because I'll tell you. I listened to this Battle Wounds album today, driving around. Oh, okay. I think, you know, because comics do marriage material. They do stuff about kids. I don't think anyone's done, you know, however long that album is. That's the bar right there, setting it. (laughs) When you're talking about that kind of humor, you can't do better than that. 
Oh, that's so funny. Like this, this, it's funny. Now I'm, now I'm freaking out. I'm worried that this podcast is going to be me talking, you know, talking bad about myself and second guessing. Cause it's like, you know, you have that where you're like, ah, oh, do people want to hear marriage material? But it's like, well, that's, this is my life. And I yeah. think it is a unique take, but I don't know. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Was it, I mean, you, you haven't been married your whole life and I take it you got married uh, after you started comedy. So what was the early act of it? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. The early was very, uh, it was very, I mean, it's still silly, but it was very silly and abstract and, and a lot weirder. Like yeah. I kind of hadn't really found my voice. Right. So it was like anything that was just absurd, you know, was kind of my voice. So I was like, Oh, that's funny. I'll throw that in the grab bag of jokes, you know, and now it, it's more has a narrative and, and kind of a more consistent voice. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm listening so. to you talk about your wife's soap. And I'm going <laughs> now. Here's my my struggle in my house. You you talk about it. And you can do as much or as little as you want, but you know the bar of soap that your wife makes you use. Not a yeah. regular bar of soap. No, it's it's weird. I mean, it's <laughs> and it's expensive for some reason. It's like right. I don't know if it's made out of wax. You know what they're yeah. like. It's. I mean, I think I I used to say this in the act, but like yeah. it's you know I feel like. With these, you know, people like <laughs> these people, like my wife, these hippies, or it's like, I feel like it's like, oh, you shouldn't wash your body. You shouldn't put anything on your body unless you found it on the ground in the woods. You know, that's that's how you know it's good. Our, our fight, me and my girlfriend lives with me. I'm not married, but my girlfriend lives with me. Our fight okay. is over the hand soap. Oh, okay. What are the two sides? Uh, she uses soap, uh, hand soaps, a variety of hand soaps. I, I probably shouldn't because I'm going to trash them, but there's a story. If you uh, wanted <laughs> bath and body supplies, you would go to this store. as a hint for everybody. Oh, sure. So my sure. hands, if I wash my hands right now, if I go in the bathroom right now and I wash my hands, the entire room will smell of almonds. Oh, Not to, yeah. Like okay. the room I go into, the almond scent follows me. And then if I want to like, oh, I'm going to eat some popcorn, I have to bring this smelly almond mitt up to my nose and it's <laughs> completely disgusting. Yeah. You're going to be having uh, almond flavored popcorn right. just because it's uh, on your so nose. Yeah. Here's Ooh, what I, I have. Know. Here's what I have to do. This is how crazy it's gotten. She won't relent on these soaps. I mean, she goes, okay, the almond ones have, you won't use the almond one, but there's going to be some other shitty smelling thing next week. Right in there. So I have to take sure, hand yeah. sanitizer after I washed my hands with soap. I have to take hand sanitizer and put that on my hands to neutralize <laughs> the smell of the soap. Because you'd rather have alcohol tasting exactly. popcorn than almond tasting popcorn. <laughs> well, if alcohol evaporates right. eventually. But yeah, oh, right. I'm like, I think I'm high on hand sanitizer half the day now because it just, yeah. I don't know, man. But you got to do Ooh. it. You love these ladies. You want them around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I'm sure you, you've heard it, too. Like, people come up to after the show and they're just like, oh, my gosh. It's like you were talking about me and my boyfriend or me and my girlfriend. You know, it's just yeah. like, because it's just, it's it's just universal. And yeah. it's, it's relatable, these, these tropes. Really. You know? Here's another relatable thing that we got. And you talk about it in your act, at least the stuff I listen to. But we both uh, grew up with horrible last names. <laughs> oh okay I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to look at yours and trying yeah. to see what oh, rhymes with it oh come I'm on struggling. mine mine is arguably worse than yours Have, okay you, what did you what did you get <laughs> well, am i saying it right Fragam, fragamani 
Cragamani. So you can make you can make multiple things out of that. You take the R out and you've got you know what I mean? Uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. It was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> I don't but I, look, I I don't have children, but if I do, I guarantee they're gonna get the same thing. Kids haven't changed. Kids aren't all yeah, right. our yeah, kids exactly. all of a sudden like they're not going to school like sensitive to other kids' feelings <laughs> as much as they try to drill that into their heads from the day they're born. Yeah. Kids are kids. They made fun yeah. of Johnny it's, Beaner, rhymes a wiener, you know, they're going to do that. No. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's what, a, that's, that's one of my goals is to come up with a, I mean, I, I'll do that. I still do that joke sometimes, yeah. you know, at the open of the show, because it's like, well, that's just kind of me introducing my crowd because I'm not, you know, a household name. And, uh, but man, that, that may be probably the oldest joke that is still in the repertoire is <laughs> the Johnny Beaner tiny well, wiener. It's going to follow. You know what? I, got, I, got a, I do have a funny story that I could tell you about that, though. Okay. Just now that you. So, so I did Letterman in 2015, right? Yeah, right. And uh, my buddy Connor went to the taping. So he's in the audience. And uh, it's funny because I named my, my first album. It's called Tiny Wiener. Yeah. Just because I thought, like, I remember walking around outside, just daydreaming, just future tripping, being like, wouldn't that be crazy <laughs> if one day I'm on Letterman and Letterman has to introduce oh, me by wow. saying his album Tiny Wiener is available. And it, you know, and I, so I named it that. I got on Letterman and, uh, and my buddy told me this after the fact because he never said the name of my. Oh. He just says his his album is available on iTunes or wherever you get your albums, and they show they kind of superimpose my album cover on the screen, yeah. you know, while he says that, and then he announces me. But apparently, what happened, and my buddy, you know, was in the audience, so he could tell me because he was there. I was backstage. Is on commercial break. They came up to Letterman. They gave him, you know, the, the album. And and Dave Letterman was going Johnny Beaner, Tiny Wiener, Johnny Beaner, Tiny. I'm not. And he threw the CD on his desk. He goes, "I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that." And so he refused. So David Letterman is above saying Tiny Wiener. Oh man, there's a line for Letterman, and that was it. You crossed it with that title. Exactly. Yeah. Well, here's what I found about oh, wow. your Letterman appearance. I could not see the video, but the local news came to your house and, and filmed oh, you watching yeah, okay. it. And it's it's just and you can't I can't see the video, but there's a still, and it's hilarious to see you and the wife and two children <laughs> who clearly are way too young to be watching David Letterman <laughs> <laughs> trying to watch yeah. this. It's so funny. That's funny because like what happened is like he would, you know, he would film Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but he would do two on Thursday okay, yeah. and then the, the second one they air on Friday. So we were, so we flew home Friday and we were home, oh, okay, yeah, live, yeah. you know, for the actual airing of it. So the, the news station, you know, the Milwaukee <laughs> news was like, Hey, what if we, we watch you watch it? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Oh. Uh, but it's it's a cool picture just because, you know, hey, here's my kids watching me on Letterman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something that will be cool to always have. Yeah, that'll mean something to them one day. 
Yeah, one day. Whatever. One day. I don't know. Do the kids? You know, that's so funny. They're 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 young, but they you know I mean they're they're too young to you know go to a comedy show. But when like when 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 COVID kind of started, things started opening up. Oh. And I got like my first like live show because I did a lot of Zoom shows during COVID. So I was like, oh, this is great. It's a, it's outdoors at a restaurant. <laughs> I was like, you know what? And it's early. It's close. I'll bring my son. He can just sit there and watch. You know, this will be his first time seeing his dad do comedy. That'll be awesome. So I brought him and I just kind of forgot it had been, you know, what, 18 months or whatever it was. <laughs> you know, such a long time since we had been doing live shows at places that you forget, oh, some shows just totally, absolutely suck. And so, like, this is an outdoor venue at a restaurant, and it's, you know, oh, my gosh. And it was just like, I mean, I I don't know the political climate, you know, near the Comedy Castle, but I'm, like, doing my – my my jokes and and there's like these anti-maskers that are yelling at me I'm like oh okay <laughs> i know some of you probably thought it was a hoax and people are yelling out it was a hoax oh. and i'm just like oh my god yeah this yeah i was like oh i'm glad my son could see me eating <laughs> crap as far as time well that's cool you ever go to their school and then and, and do anything or try to show off a little bit no, i i i sent a i sent I sent a video. It's funny. That's I. They had like a career day where like you know parents can show up, and I was like, I don't, I don't know that uh, fourth grade is my uh, demographic. So I just sort of I made a video that that the teacher could play. Cause, oh, okay, because you know the so. teachers have checked you out in one way or another, <laughs> whether they come to the show and go, all right, right. let's see what let's see what this guy's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, because they they find out somehow, and then yeah, when I, exactly. you know, one random day I'll do drop off, and I'm like, hey, I watched your, uh, I, did, yeah. I looked up you on YouTube. That's pretty funny. Yeah, you say that surprised. Okay, right? Because I know I went to a wedding where I didn't know anybody. It's like my girlfriend's friend, yeah. and I know I was the guy there that everyone was like, oh, that's that comedian guy that she dates. I know I was being judged. I just know it. Well, how does that make you feel? How does that, like, when you're in that situation, are you like, oh, God, I wish nobody knew, or I mean, I guess I want to not do anything to go like, oh, he's a dick or something, you know? Like, I'm (laughs) sort of conscious that I have to be, like, if somebody comes up and talks to me, I have to be in a good mood, and I have to be at least affable. Like, I'm not a guy who's running around, you know, you know, pinching bottoms or something wacky like that, you know, <laughs> but I, I have to be at least like pleasant, you know, so people go, well, what's yeah, with that yeah. guy? He's, he's supposed to be funny and he was just a jerk and he didn't, you know, do that. And that's kind of <laughs> hard for me because I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's on, you know, especially around strangers. Right. Like I'm, I'm comfortable around people I know and I can be funny that way and, and make them laugh. But around strangers, I just think it's, you know, I don't know. I'm not one of those guys that strangers really get. I think. <laughs> yeah. Unless I can do I, my well, I, I, act, which, you know, right. I don't want to, you can't do my act. A lot of people. Yeah. That, what, 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 what is your style? You asked me about my style. Like what's, what's your, what's your style? You got to listen to mine. Yeah, I do. I mean, what, I do a lot type of, of comedy, self-effacing uh, sex jokes. Mostly, mostly jokes about my nice. dating life, you know, which which sure. verge okay. on having a small penis to you know being turned down uh, in ridiculous situations or you know being inappropriate with my uh, 
my my sexual uh, drive or innuendos. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Buy those well, tickets for my next live. Like yeah, there you go. <laughs> Put that on Letterman. Uh, you can't now. That's what I like to listen to. You can't. Yeah. Can't now. But isn't that weird though that we're in a position now where sort of late night television and even like morning radio has really turned their backs on stand up comedy? That's the thing that's really changed in the last ten years or so. Do you well, agree? How do you mean as far as late night? Well, I mean, like I mean, Conan was Conan was Conan like, was know, good. They but, would have at least one a week. Yeah, but it just the guys don't you know they just don't have guys on much anymore, and and I feel like yeah. you know comedy the people will say oh comedy's bigger than ever, but in it's bigger than ever for the biggest guys, but you're kind of your yes. your rank and yes. file blue collar guys that tour every week. You know, they, where is their break? You know, they weren't on the sitcom or they weren't, you know, uh, uh, sort of, yep. uh, you know, and, and it, even Comedy Central barely has stand ups on anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. When people say, oh, we're in this we're in this big golden age of comedy. It's like, well, that's just me. You know, I, I, I take that as like, well, yeah, now everyone just knows more about stand up because it's so accessible yeah. on their phone. They can watch clips and, you know. The big names, like you said, they're able to, you know, fill theaters. But as far as like, you know, road comics and just people making a living as comedy, it's like, well, we're 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 competing with all these people that see it as so accessible. Right? Yeah. I, so I, it's, I tell people, I like yeah. you go to these theater comedy shows, and it's it's you know seventy five a hundred bucks to get in, and. It's the same thing that was going on at the club where you're sitting real close and you get to say hi to the guy after if you want. And, uh, you know, you go to a big theater show and, you know, it's like you drain your wallet and it's a big pain in the ass. But I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that's why I'm not doing theaters. That's why I'm not doing theaters. <laughs> We'd all do that in a minute. We would all bleed our fans dry if we had the opportunity to do that. I'm admitting that. That's fine. But uh, it's kind of the yeah. way of the world. Well, tell me about Bob and Tom, because I know what a big deal that is for comics. Yeah, Bob and Tom, they're, they're great. They uh, it's, funny. it's very intimidating going on that show because it's... Yeah. It's such a, you know, it's such a wide audience and, and you hear stories about it. it's just, it's very tricky and yeah. you really got to be prepared. And the, the first time I ever went on it, they had their, uh, they, they were taping, you know, they were doing it for their TV show as well. Yeah. So it was on, it was on the wow. CW. So I like, I was very nervous, but it went, you know, it went well enough. They had me back, uh, you know, I'd been on it a bunch of times, but uh, if you can, you got to be aggressive and, you know, get your thing in there because... Yeah, if you're not, they'll, they're, they'll well, kind of be like, "All right, well, there's two other comics. In, there's two other comics in the green room while you're out there doing your segment, pretty much, right? I mean, yeah, because I, I exactly because we never got Bob and Tom really in Detroit, so I would hear it when I was touring. I'd go into some town, and the headliner would mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, let's listen to Bob and Tom. They got it here," and we'd listen, and I'd be like, "They come out of a. They're playing like a comedian bit." coming out of a break, pitching it to another comedian who they interview, (laughs) and then they play a song parody by another comedian, and I'm like, this is insane. You think one guy would be enough per show, but no. (laughs) 
Oh, I know. Yeah, they got uh, what is the Pat Godwin's a regular on there yeah. now. He's on like every day. Oh, is he? Pat's great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, Bob and Tom's the thing that again. I since I never saw it, I was kind of like, I don't know what this is, but you know, I talked to some of these guys and they're like, I bought my house because of Bob and Tom, and I'm like, all right, calm down. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, some people that's just their like Greg Holland. They you know they love Greg Holland, oh, and so he's you know. Yeah, exploded. You know, comedy wise, it's. It's. I think they're. You know, they're great for for comedy, stand up comedy. Yeah. Um, don't they have their? They have their taste. Don't say you're in Indianapolis. Don't say what? Don't say you're in Indianapolis. That's right, what. I, right, that's what I've right. been told. That's the admonition before you go on. Yeah. Bob and Tom is a national show. You don't say you're in Indianapolis because we're going nope. out worldwide. From, yeah, from Ohio to Nebraska, we're on. That's right. And all in the what is it? The Todd and Todd and Tyler show. Are you familiar with them? No. Of, uh, Who are these Omaha. guys? Omaha. No, Omaha. They've got. They're another syndicated all over the place. Yeah. Um, You're from Omaha, aren't you? I am from Omaha. I'm originally from Omaha. Yeah. yeah. So when I do the Omaha Funny Bone, uh, which I'm doing right up to Thanksgiving, but uh, okay. I. Pop on and say hi to Todd that's Tyler, good. The TNT Network, and yeah, so that's fun. Yeah, we don't the radio stations rarely take you know like our headliners and stuff. We'll pitch them, and they're kind of like, eh, I don't know. And then it's like you know, <laughs> we get some guy who was on a sitcom, and they're like, oh yeah, we'll take him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. the guy who was hot thirty years ago, they'll take and like you know, no, we got these good comics, and they just yeah, it's it's strange, man. It's it's a tough world out there now. I'm telling you. People think it's easy it being a comic and you just, you do your, your crowd work on Instagram and you're famous. Right. I know. <laughs> I love true. your crowd work, by the way. That is, that is some great, great shit there, man. I'm, no, I'm not on the album. <laughs> I love it. That's so great. No, it's inside, but I love it. People get it. Yeah. People get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, That's you're funny. really taking them on a, on a, leading them down the garden path, as they say, when you get into your crowd work. Yeah, it's funny that sometimes they when they do have you know someone has something very very weird. Yeah, and it's like, well, I have to just <laughs> address gotta, this because I, you know my bit is not yeah. worth abandoning this ridiculous. Yeah, well, uh, we let's, let's let people come to the comedy castle to hear how good your crowd work really yeah, is. Yeah, my crowd. Weekend. Yeah, that's what. I mean. <laughs> but uh, because yeah. you know, I I tease because you know I've seen. And we've booked them, you know, these guys who are like famous for their crowd work clips. And, you know, uh-huh. and then, you know, you watch their Instagram and the funny stuff happens. And, you know, then you watch them do, you know, an hour show. And, you know, it's four minutes of an hour show. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's like you're right. really, you, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're bailing, you know, you're bucketing out the boat as it fills up with water. And all of a sudden, you, you know, whatever, you, you might, whatever, whatever the word, you hit, you hit a gold nugget eventually, but, uh, yeah, mixing metaphors, but you know what I mean? Like you well, eventually you get mean. the good person. Yeah. Have you ever had it where like you're, you're doing crowd? It's just like one of those things where you can do no wrong. Yeah. You're doing crowd work yeah. and it's, you know, it's fairly early in your set mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're like, you're just killing, but you, <laughs> there's just no way you can go back to like. They want nothing to do with the rest of your set. Yeah, You're just right. like, wow, well, right. I don't know. 
When I would work, like, when I would do those two comic shows on the road, you know, like the hotel shows, the one-nighters, those kind of sure. things, and it'd be yeah, like, yeah. you know, 35 minutes as a feature, and when I was starting featuring, you know, I was featuring at the Comedy Castle, it was 20 minutes, so I'd go on the road, and say, like, you gotta do 35, so I'm like, alright, well, there's crowd work built in to this set at that point, <laughs> and one guy right. gave me great advice, and he said, if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna fuck around and kill time, he said, do that early in the set. And that'll warm them up, and then you do your material, and you fill the whole thing, rather than, you know, looking at your watch and going, what time is it? Oh, what do you do for a living, sir? You know, like, you kill it early. Right, right. You get out of the way. And one time, there was a guy, and he was playing a slot machine. I forget what state had slot machines in the bar. He had slot machines. And I'm doing a show, and everybody's watching, except for this guy who's playing a slot machine. And it's noisy, and it's, it's, it's sort of rude to me. And I go hard on this guy, and I didn't. I hate whenever I go hard on people; it always backfires. And certainly this <laughs> night, I said to the guy, he said, "I'm I'm I'm enjoying the show." I said, "What are you doing back there? Playing slot machine?" The guy goes, "I'm enjoying the show." I said, "How could you enjoy the show when you're not even looking at me? You're looking at the slot machine." And the guy yells back at me. He goes, "I'm blind." <laughs> and it turns out he could hear the slot machine. And have that oh, sort of like entertainment, and he could hear me telling jokes while the slot machine was making noise, and that was really fun for him. And I kind of like got, I mean, I luckily I turned it around, but you know, this guy was the star of the sure. show at that point, you know. And I ended up <laughs> having to go up to him and give him a big hug at the end, and everyone thought that was cool, but it of was course. like, man, well, gotta, I just yeah. like, I mean, what are the odds? You know what? I'm going to be the bad guy here. I still think that's still, I don't care if you're blind or not. I mean, that's like, you know, being on your phone in the front. Well, I'm it listening. Is. I'm just also I, on my phone. You know, once he's blind, it's like I lose. And there's no scenario yeah. where I'm the good guy. There's no, it's, I'm yeah. the hero or anything. It's just, the, it's the peril of doing that. It's the peril of going in there. Yep. Ugh. Yep. Don't well, do it. Now you can see him. You got a story for it. I got a story, but come on. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the best is when you're on stage and something terrible happens and yeah. you know, it's like, oh, this is a show ruiner. Yeah. And you're just like, well, this is going to suck for all you people, but I am, <laughs> I am loving that I am living a story that yeah. I get to tell all my comic that's buddies. It. That's it. We've all you done know? those gigs where they'll tell you, you're going to do this gig. And it's like, that sounds horrible. You'll get a good story out of it. So you got to come, <laughs> yeah. you got to go do that one. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess I'll go do it. And you need money. Yeah. But uh, see, I don't really tour anymore. That's my thing. Uh, gave that you, up you, you got out <laughs> well i got out but you know i'm at the comedy castle five six nights a week so people offer me gigs and i go all right what night is it oh it's friday i probably can't do it because i gotta be at the comedy castle and so i'm doing you know i'm doing yeah. spaghetti dinners on sunday nights now but that's okay i'm better all off. Right. i'm better off yeah i'm you better yeah do what works for you you gotta do i got a house come on i'm there doing all go. right i'm doing all right all right, let's yeah. do a couple more. I, I got to ask you about basketball because there was a couple basketball references in your comedy that I listened to. And you said you weren't a good athlete. You're a big, tall guy, but not an athlete. Right. I am 6'5. I was, uh, I don't even know if I was, I was on the B team. I don't even know if I was, a, I think I was the starting center oh, okay. of the oh, B that's team. Good. But so that's something. But I, uh, yeah, I just, you know, my problem was I wasn't a ball, I wasn't a good ball handler. <laughs> <laughs> So well, you've been pretty, pretty important. 
in basketball, I can, I, you know, come to think of it now, I wasn't even that great of a rebounder. I mean, even with my advantage, I wasn't a, wasn't a big shot. I could do a, I could, what is it? Post up underneath. That's okay. A, but so you were, it's funny. Oh, go ahead. Like, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I played pickup games. Yeah. We were living in LA for a while and I would play with these, you know, people I would meet and we'd play pickup games and like, and people get mad at me because like, I'm so tall. It's like, we, what do you, I'm, I'm 40 years old. Why are you telling me, you know, they're like, Hey, you got to post up. We'll, we'll do this. Blah, blah, blah. We'll just get it to you. I'm just like, okay. I, and then they get mad at me. Like you're so tall. This should be so easy. Why are you not? Why well, are you not scoring every time we throw the ball to you? Well, you'll know just being a fan of basketball that uh, I came to my attention this week that uh, Rick Mahorn, the former Detroit Piston bad boy, is going into stand up comedy, Johnny. Oh, boy. Yeah. So uh, did, did, no, I got to is he like <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with this player, but. Oh, is you know, you it because they fought, they fell on hard times. Is <laughs> no, this a, I think he's doing is all this right. A Stormy Daniels. Well, you remember the the eighty nine ninety Pistons that won the uh, ninety ninety one Pistons. Isaiah Thomas, the, John Sally, yeah, Isaiah Thomas, Dennis Rodman, sure. and Rick Mahorn was uh, actually okay. Rick Mahorn was on the first championship team because he got he went to Minnesota in the expansion draft after they won their first championship. So they took Rick out of Detroit for the second one, but he was there for the first one. Him and Lambeer, they were the dirtiest players in the league. Okay. Yeah, him and Bill. Why Lambeer. is he doing stand up now? I, that's a good question, but I know he's a fan because <laughs> we had Michael Rappaport at the club last year, and uh, uh-huh. Rick Mahorn showed up and was in the green room all night hanging out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now wow. he's yeah, and now he's doing shows with this guy Cam Rowe, who's a, a favorite around here, whose dad was in the NBA. His dad was a guy named Curtis. Oh, wow. So yeah, Rick's out there doing stand up. Would you uh, would you want to see that or do you have any interest? Would I <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that plays uh, I don't in insult anyone on this podcast. <laughs> Look, I can set you up with Rick Mahorn whether to to play it play be, uh, you know, get some time in on the courts while you're here or something like that. I don't know. Oh yeah. If, you know, if I'll do it. You know what? I'll do it for the story. You do it for the, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Michael yeah. Rappaport's a, a kind of a wannabe basketball player too. That's oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Big white guy. I mean, you know, I comedy let me, uh, I met Icky Woods. Okay. A comedy show. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's a funny good one. Yeah. Since, since Cincinnati, is he still in Cincinnati? Uh, I don't know where the funny bone was. That's where I was. Okay. I I mean, this was years ago. Yeah. Well, you gotta be, you gotta be the hometown hero. I think that's how it works for some of these guys. You know, like Icky Woods, you know, if he moves to LA, I don't know that he's, you know, a big deal, but Icky Woods in Cincinnati, (laughs) you know, still a big deal. Rick Mahorn in Detroit, big deal. Johnny Beaner says, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but in Detroit, (laughs) (laughs) that's right. He's a murderer in Detroit. He's a legend. His money's no good anywhere he goes. (laughs) Here I am offending your listeners. Well, it's fine. They're going to come. We're going to have a bunch of Rick Mahorn fans at the show this week, and it's going to get ugly. Yeah. Going to be throwing elbows. outside. (laughs) (laughs) Going to get dirty. No, it's going to be fun, man. I'm excited to have you. It's going to be a good time. When when were you last at the club? Do you remember what year that was? I got, I, it's, it has been, 
It has been a while. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. Five, six years? Okay. Yeah, all right. Comedy? Yeah. That, does that sound right? What are your memories of the comedy? I can find yes. out. Okay, let's see. Here we go. Well, you got 2023, it. 2023. 2014. 2014. 2014. Oh, yeah. That's been a while. That's been a minute. So, oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's seven years. So I feel like right. I would have met you. I was on the no, staff. No, that's, that's, that's nine years. Nine years. Well, I'm, I'm a good math. Yeah, it's nine years. <laughs> He does. He does taxes, ladies and gentlemen. In addition to comedy, <laughs> that's right, I'll Johnny Beaner makes your money. Um, Instead of selling shirts, I just do your taxes real quick <laughs> after right. the show. I saw your shirt, by the way, on your website. You gonna have those this weekend? <laughs> oh, thanks. Got, uh, I will have those. Bring yeah, them. I don't. I don't know if you can buy them on the website. I don't know if that's working. I gotta. I gotta oh, okay. do some. I don't know either. But people can updating on the website. Here's, I'm going to give you a hot piece of advice from Comedy Castle. You bring lots of. You bring yes. lots of merch. Our people. Oh, good. Yeah. Our just, people uh, buy. Up, so I will. I'll bring yeah. it all. Our cool. people buy. That's good that's to hear. A, that's that's the thing. I you know you know how many people are there. I don't know, but on a percentage basis, they buy. They dig it. Nice. Well, that's good. It's good to know. So pack that extra, but pay for that extra bag at the airline. Yeah, I, I, that's right. <laughs> do you do that? Do you have the big hockey uh, bag that some of these guys bring? Oh, yeah, and I, they, I've got it down to a science. I'll have it at 49.9 right. pounds. There you go. This is a pro. You hear that, people? Yeah. That means it's Johnny Beaner's the, the guy to see. <laughs> he's not, not my first rodeo. He's people. not fucking around. He brings the good stuff. Yeah. He knows how to travel. He knows how to entertain you. Well, good talking to you, yeah. dude. I'm 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 such a fan yeah, now, thanks, and I'm excited to meet me. you and all that stuff. I'm excited to meet you as well. Yeah, yeah we'll hang out because uh, I'm great. I'm at the show uh, most nights, maybe not all the nights, but most nights, and you'll you'll meet me and Bill. Cool. You probably remember Bill, big bike, oh, big Bill. biker guy. Bill, yeah, I remember Bill from. Remember? Bill, Bill, Bill Bouchard? Well, there's Bill, there's Bill Bouchard, who's a That's comic, what I'm talking about. Who's, but, well, there's a, we about. got another Bill, but we'll let you meet him this weekend, and maybe you'll well, meet Bill Bouchard. His name. That's Bill Lodge is the Bill I'm referring to. <laughs> he does is my he, job. Uh, is he... Okay. He's maybe, the guy. Uh, maybe would he have been there nine years ago? He might have been, yeah. But here's the thing with Bill Lodge that you do. Like... If you were if you wanted to act up in the comedy club and Bill yes. Lodge walks over to you, that your attitude's gonna change pretty quickly. <laughs> so that's kind of why he's there. I am yeah. glad Bill is there. Yeah, you should I be glad. And, and you know, if you have these Rick Mahorn fans, Bill can take care of that for you. Yeah, you know, if you Bill have these okay. uh but you know, he's uh so I feel like I'm the yin to his yang. I often say that, Tim. I say I'm the brains and you're the muscle. Of this operation, Bill. <laughs> That's how this works, you know. Or I'm the funny guy and he's the straight man, however you want to look at it. But uh nice. that's right, kind of cool. how we run that showroom, so it works. But um oh, I I'm I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm building this up way too much, but uh no, but Johnny's <laughs> gonna be great. I'm so excited to see you, dude. And uh yeah, well, five shows this weekend. Come on out, people. Come on out, people. You got this. I'm, I'm excited to meet you as well. All right, Johnny. We'll hang out. We'll we'll play some basketball. I'm 5'8". How am I going to do? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm better one-on-one -on -one than I am with other people. Oh, you would destroy me one-on-one. -on -one. I'm taller than you, then I will be with you. I, I grew up with a basketball hoop, and my brother got good at basketball, and I did not. So, ah. 
Yeah. I would miss yeah. the backboard and then the ball would go in the neighbor's yard and then I kind of just went inside. <laughs> That's kind of how it went for me. But I was, uh, I was watching comedy. <laughs> there you go. And here you are living the dream. Living the dream. What is my brother doing now? Not playing basketball. But anyway. <laughs> Johnny, thanks so much for talking to me, dude. I'll see you this weekend, all right? You bet. All right, Johnny. Sounds good. Later. Uh, So what do you think? Was I too much? Was it too much of me? I don't know. I thought it was fun. And you guys should come see Johnny. Like I said, one of the best guys. Maybe you don't know who he is. I get that. Uh, But you know him from a show like this, and you hear how funny it is. Again, I listened to his album today as I was driving around and laughing my ass off in his... uh, his special, uh, his dry bar special, which is a lot of the same material from his album. Uh, but if you want to watch it, you can watch it that way. And it's excellent as well. And I'm super excited for his shows. So come on out this weekend. We got five big shows with Johnny. We've got some young comics on Tuesday and Wednesday. It's going to be a fun week. It always is at the Comedy Castle. I'm glad to see if you. And if you come to the show, uh, feel free to say hi. Say, hey, Joel, listen to the podcast. Good show this week. Or, hey, you really fucked up that Johnny Beaner interview. <laughs> can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> Let him get the laugh. You can say that to me, too. You're completely within your rights. But, again, listen to the show. Rate us. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple uh, uh, Apple Podcast, iTunes, whatever they're calling it nowadays. Wherever you get your podcasts, check out the Comedy Castle podcast. Review it. Like it. Do all that stuff. Like our Instagram. We got an Instagram That'll link to Johnny's Instagram, and you're all set. All right? All right, let's get you out of here. Thanks for listening, you guys. Come out this weekend. Johnny Beaner, it's going to be fun. We'll catch you next week. All right, guys? The Comedy Castle Podcast. Bye-bye.